Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League, your number one source for all of the Horizon League's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. All right, welcome in, everyone. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Justin Kinner with you here, bringing you this week's edition of the pod. And we have a very exciting guest coming up for you here in just a moment. ESPN's Jonathan Hood will be coming up with us here. His visit being brought to you by Zervita. Jonathan Hood is the longtime voice of the UIC Flames, and he'll be visiting us here in just a little bit. The UIC Flames uh, will be at home tomorrow night, welcoming in the Northern Kentucky Norse in a big Horizon League showdown. That match up will be aired on ESPN2. Uh, so that's going to be good exposure right there. And again, two of the top teams in the conference right now going head-to-head. Now, the USC Flames may not be one of the top teams in the in the conference record-wise, but as you're going to find out with our talk with Jonathan Hood, this is a team that is definitely going to have a thumbprint on how these final standings are going to finish out heading in to Indianapolis coming up around the corner for the Men and Women's Horizon League Basketball Championships. Northern Kentucky 10-6 on the year. Overall, 6-11 is the record for the Flames, but you got 2-2 two and two, Northern Kentucky going up against 1-3 and three, UIC tomorrow night on ESPN2. Now, the reason that this is a big matchup for one, both teams, I mean, look, it's conference time. Every matchup is huge. But you have two teams that were, project- that were projected to finish at the top of the conference, and you look at where the Wright State Raiders are right now, already 4-0 and in Horizon League play, already have a two-game lead uh, over Northern Kentucky and a three-game lead over the UIC Flames. If you're either of these teams right now, you do not want to bury yourself anymore uh, in the standings, and again, especially so early. Now, there's a lot of time to dig yourself out, but you also don't want to dig yourself a hole here early. A lot of good matchups uh, on deck here heading into the weekend for the Horizon League men's basketball slate. We'll take a look at the men's basketball schedule as well as the women's basketball schedule following our interview with ESPN's Jonathan Hood, the voice of the UIC Flames. Again, his visit will be brought to you by Zervita. Being a listener of the Reach the Horizon podcast has its benefits, including exclusive access to tickets to the Horizon League Basketball Championships. To thank you for listening, say $5 per ticket by using the code HLPODCAST at checkout. Again, visit HorizonLeague.com and use the code HLPODCAST at checkout. I look forward to seeing you in Indianapolis. All right, let's get to our interview. We'll take a look at the big schedules coming up for men and women's basketball heading into the weekend for the Horizon League. But first, let's preview the biggest matchup of the weekend, the Northern Kentucky Norse at the UIC Flames, the matchup on ESPN2 tomorrow night. Northern Kentucky 10-6, and six, UIC 6-11 six and 11 overall. you got 2-2 two and two Norse going up against 1-3 and three Flames as far as the Horizon League standings are concerned. So we'll break down this matchup now with ESPN's Jonathan Hood, the voice of the Flames. We have ESPN's Jonathan Hood with us. He is the voice of the UIC Flames. He's a host with ESPN Radio. He does play-by-play for multiple teams. Look, I can go on through your whole resume right now, Jonathan, but welcome in. How are you? Thank you. And please don't go on because the government might be listening. (laughs) Some of that under-the-table money. We can't get that over the air, correct? (laughs) All right, well, welcome in. We're going to get to the UIC stuff here in just a moment, but I'm always fascinated when I get to talk to other media guys just about how they got into the business, how they got to where they are. How did you get into sports radio and play-by-play? And, and we'll get into how you got the UIC stuff in a minute, but how did you really get into sports media? Well, sports media has been something that I've been interested in since I was a kid. Um, you know, Growing up in Chicago, when you're watching uh, Chicago Cubs games and watching Harry Carey and seeing the type of fun that he was having on the air, I was thinking, well, if I 
if I can't be a professional athlete, definitely I want to do what Harry does because he was so much fun in the booth. And I figured, you know, being able to talk about it or be able to broadcast it, uh, that would be to be close to the game. So this is something I saw uh, at an early age on a Technicolor television, a series model TV growing up in the uh, in the late 70s and early 80s. So ever since then, I've just been hooked. So it's, uh, it's just kind of been in my bloodstream for a long time. And as far as the UIC Flames job is concerned, how at what point in your career did that become an opportunity? Well, the UIC Flames were on ESPN 1000, the Chicago affiliate, mm-hmm. um, for many years. And the play-by-play man originally was Dave Jude, And Dave moved on, and I was the pre-and-halftime host. And uh, once Dave left, I was able to, um, to fill those big shoes and, and be able to be a play-by-play man for... USC Flames on radio and television, and so uh, I've been with the program for, this is going to be my seventh year with UIC, so uh, it's a blessing because uh, there's nothing like you know calling uh, college basketball and being close to it. Yeah, I get this question from time to time. I do a radio show and do play-by-play as well, and I always get, okay, if you only had to pick one, if you could only host a sports radio show daily or only do play-by-play, what would it be? I'm always back and forth on that. I'm curious what your answer is because you are so well-versed in a lot of different areas in sports media. If you could only be a sports radio host every day and no play-by-play or only do play-by-play and no sports radio, which way would you lean? Well, since I've been doing uh, talk shows for over 25 years, the one thing that I know for sure is that when we do play-by-play, we never talk about salary caps, at least not on the college level. <laughs> so, so definitely if the lifestyle of being a play-by-play guy, in, in, for you and I, you know, we've known a lot of people that do this for a living, college, NBA, uh, and Major League Baseball, we've run into a lot of people that do this. There's nothing like just the lifestyle of a play-by-play person because you get a chance to know a lot of different coaches, a lot of players intimately, uh, and being able to paint a picture, especially on the radio, it, it, it's something that I love to do. So if I had to choose uh, 10 times out of 10, it probably would be doing play-by-play and traveling with a team and being able to paint that picture of, of where the team is headed. So I think that's I definitely, if I could do that full-time on a regular basis, uh, I definitely would. My one, my one favorite part about working with you know mid-major colleges and, and basketball programs, whether it's men or women's basketball, is especially on the men's side. Right now in college basketball, some of the bigger programs you deal with a lot of one and dones. Uh, you know the, tra- the you know the transfer portal and everything does impact mid-major. But what I love about mid-major basketball is that you get to see you know these boys come out of high school and stay three to four years and leave men, and you get to be a part of their journey and see their story unfold. I feel like that's what I like more about mid-major basketball than if I would have you know worked with the Duke or a Kentucky where you're just getting reset rosters every year. I feel like you're a part of the journey with these guys getting to see their story unfold. That's one of my favorite things about it, and I'm not sure how you feel about that too, but with you working with UIC, you get to see similar things as well. Absolutely. I'm seeing the, these kids play the full four years, the ups and downs, and then what they go through, the growth. And then when you see some of the athletes that you and I cover, you know, maybe they're in Europe, maybe they get a shot in the NBA. Definitely you'll see a number of them in the, in the G League, but I'm covering that as well this year. It's good because there's a fulfillment there of saying, you know what, I saw this kid for four years. I saw him when he first came into the program, and now look where he is right now, being able to live his dream playing professional basketball. So, yeah, I, I enjoy that because you, you have more of a perspective. If a kid is one and done, you say that you covered him, 
but you don't really get a chance to know him as well as you'd love to, and you really can't tell that full story. For four years, you can tell the story of the development of a, of a young player. So I, I really, really enjoyed that. And being on this level in the Horizon League, that, that gives us an opportunity to really know a lot of these young, um, these, this young talent. I, I enjoy that a lot. ESPN's Jonathan Hood with us here uh, on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. His visit being brought to you by Zervita. Uh, we'll move into a little bit of the UIC history now. Uh, and again, this is a program that hasn't been in the NCAA tournament in well over a decade now. Uh, with that being said, though, you've been a part of this program for a while, just watching the program continuing to build and improve from year to year. Uh, Steve McLean's done a fantastic job with this group since taking over a few years ago. Just your overall perception of the program right now from where it was to where it is and to where it's going? Well, before Steve um, took the job as UIC head coach, uh, the program was not in a, in a really good shape um, because you were trying to build on Jimmy Collins, and Jimmy was a terrific head coach for UIC, and that was the last time that UIC was in the NCAA tournament. And so um, from there, you want to be able to grow in Everything, you know, tomorrow's not promised. It doesn't mean just because you have a season means that you'll be able to get the NCAA tournament or have a long-run Horizon League tournament. But I think that when you take a look at the recruiting that Steve and his staff have been able to put together, that's what's impressive to me. I think when you look at, at players like Godwin Bowen, Tarkus Ferguson, and Marcus Sade, three players that are seniors now on this basketball team, and all three of these players have just busted down just in all of these records, um, these records that have been standing for a long time, these scoring records. All three of these players are going to score over 1,000 points uh, when their time is done at UIC, and that is really the embodiment of the Steve McClain era, bringing in scoring, bringing some excitement to the team as far as guard play uh, that can really make a difference. So that anytime you look at the program, you you look at the one-loss record, that's one story. The other story is, is that, who are you bringing in? Are these kids willing to stay for four years? Are they paying dividends for your program? I think those three in particular are doing a great job for UIC. UIC this season coming in, uh, and again they have you know multiple players on you know first and second preseason, you know projected to finish third in the conference. They were just, I mean, brutalized with injuries coming in. How have they done? A, how have they been able to kind of to battle that? I know they've got a lot of their guys back now, but just kind of getting back in the, in the swing of things. What's the overall uh, story of the Flames right now, kind of heading into the early stages of conference play? Well, I think Coach McClain would tell you, just like I'm telling you, that there's been underachievement this season with UIC. Um, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, you go over for Wisconsin, uh, losing against Green Bay in a tough one. I guess Milwaukee this past Sunday, and uh, I think that one of the things I'm looking at with this team is it's getting somewhat better defensively. There, you do see a zone uh, every now and then, something that we hadn't seen earlier in the tenure for Steve McLean. The scoring is still there. I don't think that that's necessarily a problem for UIC, but just like any program, you just want to be consistent and. Uh, there are some that ignore the non-conference and say, okay, well, it's a one-bit league. Let's see what happens when you get in conference. But, again, you want to be able to get better as you move forward. And the last couple of games have not been great for UIC, but now we'll see what happens against Northern Kentucky. So I, I think that there's been some underachievement there, but you always have more games in the schedule to garner momentum for you to get better, uh, for sure, in the horizon late. 
Yeah, the the league's interesting right now too because I feel like a lot of teams very similar to UIC, you know, were banged up throughout the non-conference. Um, some did a good job handling it. Some, you, you know, it wasn't a, it didn't allow them to kind of get to their peak. NKU uh, was without their point guard for the longest time. Then they lose Dantes Walton, their you know leading scorer, leading rebounder. Wright State loses Loudon Love for a good chunk of non you know of the non-conference, but somehow they were still able to play at a high level without him. We know that roster stacked. UIC obviously. I feel like the Horizon League in February is going to look a lot different than in January, uh, and it's th- th- I think this entire stretch is going to be real competitive. Now you talk about NKU coming up, you you know UIC and NKU on ESPN two coming up on Friday night. This is a big one because right now there's a lot of teams that have unexpectedly taken some lumps along the way. Wright State's 4-0 in conference play. They're already creating that gap. This is a big one for UIC and NKU coming in at 2-3 and in the preseason. You don't want to start burying yourself more in one. This is going to be a good one on Friday night. It really is a difference maker because you know Wright State's going to be a buzzsaw coming into Chicago. So you want to be able to win this one against Northern Kentucky. And I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm double-checking. I always have to keep checking just to make sure that McDonald's not coming back, the big guy, <laughs> make sure that he doesn't have another year of eligibility because he was tough in our league, wasn't he? I mean, McDonald was – he could do so many different things for Northern Kentucky. And I know that they've turned the page, but still, that's still a tough team. The, the uh, cover was not there uh, now that they have a new head coach in place. Still big, a fan of Langdon, and they have some good bench depth as well. Uh, and I will take my hat off to Northern Kentucky because no matter what the record is for Oakland or what you, if you think that they're down or on their way up, still it's Oakland. And you know that crowd in Rochester usually is rocking. So for Northern Kentucky to, to go on the road to beat Oakland in that hostile environment, uh, that's tough because that's not an that's not easy place to win. With that black top and that, that crowd right on top of you, so hats off to go to Kentucky, and UIC's got, they've got their work cut out for them, for sure. Yeah, I think a lot of people were surprised to see NKU go down, uh, you know, to Detroit. That's another team uh, that I'm keeping an eye on because I can't get a good feel for them. You know, that's why I don't like looking at records for mid-major, you know, uh, program or not mid-major programs, but mid-major conferences like this. You play such tough non-conference schedules that I don't think you get a good feel for how good these teams are because the only thing you compare them to is the competition within. Detroit, their record, they don't look good, but they've looked good since conference play started. They should have beat Wright State on Sunday. They had a seven-point lead with under a minute to go. Give Wright State credit for battling back in an ugly game. Uh, And then them beating NKU at NKU the game before. I give Detroit a lot of credit. They're another one that may not be battling injuries, but that's a roster that some people count out. But if you aren't ready for them, they're going to punch you right in the mouth. I love Davis, uh, and, I, and when I watch Antoine Davis out mm-hmm. there, a guy is one of the uh, premier faces of our league. He is unafraid. Saw him last year coming to Chicago, and he just, he, I mean, it's as if our guards were not in front of him. He, 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 he will shoot anywhere on the floor. He will go to the basket. And so you could just tell that he's just got a, a ruthless aggression about the way he plays the game. And so you're right. We can look at all the L's for Detroit Mercy and say, well, you know, maybe that. But when you get into this uh, conference, you just never know what you're going to get. I'll give you another team. I'll give you Cleveland State. Mm-hmm. Uh, UIC beat Cleveland State, but just watch out now because all the turnover, the turmoil that went through, that they've gone through a little bit, um, with a, a coaching change, and a number of players like Appleby leaving the program. But you know what? That this team here is going to be scrappy, and I, I don't know how far they're going to go this year, but they are impressive to me. They've got something to say uh, before this all squared away as well. 
Yeah, Tory Patton, who was just named Horizon League Player of the Week uh, for Cleveland State. I got a chance to watch him in high school. He was under-recruited in high school. I remember the head coach for Akron St. Vincent St. Mary's, uh, and Coach Joyce said he could not believe that a D1 program had not reached out to him. For him to end up at Cleveland State, I thought with all the roster turnover as of late, I thought that was one of their, their better gets because I've watched him in high school and watched him develop into what he is now. He's been a tremendous get for Cleveland State. He had a career-high 25 points last week to help them get the win over Youngstown. I like what he's doing. I also like Green Bay, Jonathan. I don't know if you've had how much you've had a chance to watch them. They're just a team that you know they they're going to come at you hard. They're going to I mean they're going to score a lot of points. Uh, obviously they've already played UIC, so you have seen them. But man, that's another team that I'm like you know I heard an interview you did uh, with Coach McClain a while back, and he said he doesn't feel like there's a gap between the top and bottom. He doesn't think it's that big. And I'm not going to lie. At first, I'm like, oh, I think you're incorrect, but that's why he's a coach and I'm not. Because this conference play has started, there's not a gap. I mean, it's pretty dang close. Cleveland State, Detroit, teams you've counted out, they're taking it to the top teams right now. So there's a reason he's the coach and I'm just doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Steve McClain, he, he is, is quite the character. I, I, if you listen closely to that conversation I had with him, you, you know, you heard him going through all the, the top teams and all the teams in the Horizon League. And he's, he goes to Campy's team in Oakland. He goes, well, you know, in Oakland, you know, they got guys. And I'm thinking, well, we all have guys. Yeah. <laughs> all the teams have guys. <laughs> yeah, they, they've always got guys. They've always got quality players, sure. So he's, he's, uh, he's quite the character. Yeah, yeah. I saw Green Bay uh, up close and personal in in. Not a surprise that this team is going to be heard from in, in the horizon as well. Never mind about the non-conference, that, and don't worry about the seven and nine. That that team uh, is is built to last. I feel in the in the horizon as well. And but this shows you really really illustrates to you that it is so important as one bid league to be able to play well, especially when you get in conference. Um, yeah, the UIC lost that game, lost the game against Milwaukee, but it. It's not out of the realm of possibility that some teams that you don't expect to be there right at the top. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with that being said, it's all about conference play, but it's also all about that conference tournament at the end of the year. The Men and Women's Horizon League Basketball Championships will be held in Indianapolis this year uh, at Indiana Farmers Coliseum. I really enjoyed it in Detroit, but for me and my gas tank, I'm going to enjoy that it's in Indianapolis now, to be honest with you. But what's your overall feel about it being transitioned over to Indianapolis after all the great memories uh, in Detroit? You know, I really enjoyed my time in Detroit. Uh, the old Little Caesars Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, it was interesting to to be there because um, there's been there was so many memories and really uh, solid games in that in that facility. Now being at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum, yeah, I'm a little bit uh, hesitant to change. But I, and I've been in that building before. We got to look for some fine dining uh, in Indianapolis. I know there's a Checkers on the corner, but we got to find some. <laughs> Some fine dining uh, in the circle in Indianapolis, uh, so I got to scout that out a little bit more. Uh, but no, I, I understand that there's change that, that take place because you want to welcome IUPUI into the fold more so, being able to play there. I know I've been to um, Indianapolis for Final Fours and for other events. It's a fine city, and so it is different. It's it's three hours out of the way from Chicago instead of the four for Detroit, so I'll, I'll take it. I can I think I can get to Indianapolis on one taint. Hopefully, I think I can get there. I think it'll be fun. Absolutely, but that time of year you just got to hope for good weather. But other than that, you live in Chicago. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I think you know the weather. We get the same weather. I think you know what I'm talking about. 
you get the brunt of it, though. I tell you that. We usually see what's coming our way, so I don't know. But All right, we have ESPN's Jonathan Hood with us here on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Uh, he's the voice of the UIC Flames as well. The Flames uh, will be welcoming in Northern Kentucky Friday night. Northern Kentucky at UIC Friday night, ESPN2. Uh, final thoughts as we close this out, Jonathan. Uh, Northern Kentucky, UIC, we touched on it earlier, but just again, how important is this matchup? It's very important for UIC uh, because with and we don't know what will happen with UIC and Wright State. I just think it's going to be very difficult in the 12th uh, because Wright State is just far, to me, the top team in the Horizon League, Even not just based on one loss record, just based on personnel, coaching, everything else. But UIC really needs to win this game against Northern Kentucky. And looking at the last game that, that UIC played, there was, again, solid uh, guard play from Tarkus Ferguson and Marcus Adi. Uh, but it, it, for UIC, you want to be able to get that inside presence as well. You know, there were years where the Flames had Kyle Yossi, uh, who was a shot blocker, shot rearranger, got easy baskets underneath. And so now that, that person is Braylon Bridges, who really has come on strong for the Flames, uh, a redshirt sophomore. Also, Michael Diggins, uh, the, um, the cousin of Skylar Diggins, mm-hmm. is on this uh, basketball team as well. So it's... You know, it, it's a team that has to be able to play inside out. Um, again, the, the, if the three falls, it's going to be an easier time for UIC, but others need to step up. And it's uh, this is a, a game that I'm circling, and UIC really needs to win this game to garner some momentum throughout the Horizon League. By the way, this will be the last thing I send you out with. One of my favorite podcasts that I've done since starting to do this, I had Ray Clay on a while back, and that to me is still one of my favorite stories in the Horizon League. I don't think people realize just how special and how cool that is. The PA voice of the Bulls in the 90s when Chicago, when Michael Jordan was there, uh, for him to be doing UIC home PA games, I, I can't tell you how cool I think that that is. I think that's really special and very unique for that program as well. And a great guy, too, Ray Clay, and a, a terrific guy, and People have to, to realize, you know, some of the, the great PA announcers that kind of say scream but get excited into the microphone, that all started with Ray Clay because mm-hmm. he was so unique at the time. All the PA announcers during that time, late 80s, early 90s, were just, you know, very sullen and very, you know, you know here comes this next player, here comes this next player, just very smooth. But Ray Clay brought some excitement uh, when he was the, uh, the public address announcer for the Bulls, and now look at in Detroit, look in uh, a lot of these different cities across the NBA landscape, and they're all having these you know, big voice guys that are doing uh, the public address. So I think Ray Clay is a pioneer in that regard and says, you know what, well, let my hair down and let people know, hey, be excited about being in, the, in an NBA arena. So, yeah, so Ray, Ray's a great guy. Uh, UIC is very lucky to have him. All right, ESPN's Jonathan Hood, the voice of the UIC Flames, good enough to be our guest on this week's Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. His visit brought to you by Zervita. Jonathan, thanks so much for your time. It was great getting to talk to you, and I look forward to meeting you down the road. Thank you so much. Go Flames. All right, great stuff there. ESPN's Jonathan Hood, again, the longtime voice of the UIC Flames, good enough to join us here on this week's edition of Reach the Horizon. Just a reminder, if you plan on attending the Horizon League Basketball Championships in Indianapolis this year, I want to help you save some money. Head to the uh, Horizon League website, okay? Head to horizonleague.com uh, and enter the code HLPODCAST at checkout. That'll help you save $5 per ticket, all right? Per ticket. That'll help you save $5 per ticket by using the code HLPODCAST at checkout. So make sure you're taking advantage of that. I know you're probably thinking, oh, there's plenty of time between now and then, um, but just keep that in mind. It'll be 
weekly reminder uh, for all of our loyal listeners of the Reach the Horizon podcast. Let's take a look as we close things out at the standings for both the men and the women. We'll start on the women's side of things. Of course, when you look up at the top coming into this year, Wright State and Green Bay were tabbed as the preseason favorites to win the conference. Now, those are two of the top three teams in the conference record-wise right now, uh, but both Wright State and Green Bay uh, had a little bit of their share of struggles in the non-conference, but right now seem to be trying to iron out some of those wrinkles as Horizon League play has begun. IUPUI sitting at the top at 3-1 and one in con- conference play nine and six overall Wright state coming in behind them tied at the top at three and one eight and seven overall green green bay coming in at third at two and one cleveland state at two and two cleveland state I got a chance to see them play last week. Uh, I called the Wright State Cleveland State game. That's a team to keep an eye on. That team is well coached. They have athletes all over the place. They have great size. They have great scoring ability. Cleveland State could be a team that could sneak up on some people down the stretch if they're not careful. Uh, but I was very pleasantly surprised by how talented that group is. Uh, so keep an eye for them as the season progresses. Uh, and again, two and two in the conference. They're kind of jumbled there in the middle with Youngstown State and Northern Kentucky. And then you have Oakland, Milwaukee, Detroit at the bottom. Uh, at one and two and uic at the very bottom at one and three here's what's on schedule heading into this weekend tonight's slate of games the green bay phoenix will be at oakland uh and all of these games are on espn plus by the way tonight's games green bay at oakland northern kentucky at iupy milwaukee will be at detroit and wright state will be at uic only one game tomorrow night youngstown state at cleveland state and that's another espn plus game And then on Saturday, they'll close out the weekend with Green Bay at Detroit, Wright State at IUPUI. That's a big one. The top two teams uh, in the conference right now going head-to-head. Wright State looking to get another big road victory. Wright State beat Green Bay uh, in their second conference game of the season, and they're looking to beat one of the other top teams in the conference on the road. They're going to have their hands full with Macy Williams and IUPUI coming up on Saturday. Northern Kentucky at UIC and Milwaukee. Coming up at Oakland, again, that'll be the Saturday games. All of those games except Wright State and IUPUI will be on ESPN3. In this week's latest College Insider Women's Mid-Major poll, the top 25 IUPUI, the only Horizon League team ranked at the moment, uh, coming in at number 25. Cleveland State was in there after their loss to Wright State last week. They did fall out. However, uh, they are receiving votes still as well as Wright State. Uh, and keep in mind, too, with IUPUI continuing to roll, Macy Williams, the uh, preseason player of the year, has recorded nine double-doubles this season, the fourth most in the country. Uh, so Macy Williams continuing to impress. She's one of my favorite players to watch in the Horizon League. All right, on to the men's side of things. As we talked about, tomorrow night's matchup will be the marquee matchup of the weekend on ESPN2. It'll be Northern Kentucky, 2-2 two two in Horizon League play, 10-6 and six overall on the road at the UIC Flames, 6-11 and 11 overall, their record 1-3 in conference play. Now, I know you look at UIC's record and say, why, you know, why is this team at the bottom? They had a lot of expectations coming in. This team, as you just heard from Jonathan Hood, has been battling injuries. Now, their coach and Coach McLean has come out and said, yes, that they have underachieved to a certain extent, but they're kind of, they're getting in the groove of things. Look, they lost at the buzzer against Milwaukee. That was a potential win right there that they kind of let, you know, fall through the cracks. Every game is so important right now moving forward. UIC, this could be a season turning game tomorrow. They can really turn things around and, and ride off that momentum because they have Northern Kentucky and Wright State, two of the top teams in the conference that they know that they're going to have to beat to get past. And uh, that's going to start tomorrow night on ESPN too. Northern Kentucky, UIC, seven o'clock, the tip. And the Flames will also have the Wright State Raiders uh, on Sunday. 
All right, let's take a look at the schedule around the Horizon League for the men's side of things. Tonight's games will feature the Cleveland State Vikings going up against Detroit. How about Cleveland State? 2-1 and one in Horizon League play. Torrey Patton uh, winning the uh, Player of the Week, Horizon League Player of the Week, with his 25 points to help elevate Cleveland State past Youngstown State this past weekend. That was a fantastic game, a game that went all the way to the finish, uh, and I'm really impressed with the job uh, that Cleveland State and their new head coach have done since taking over this past offseason. You'll have Youngstown State versus Oakland tonight as well. Cleveland State, Detroit on ESPN Plus, Youngstown and Oakland on ESPN 3. Tomorrow night, again, UIC versus Northern Kentucky on ESPN 2. IUPUI will be uh, welcoming in the Wright State Raiders. So that'll be another good matchup tomorrow night. On Saturday, Youngstown State in Detroit, Cleveland State in Oakland, and Green Bay in Milwaukee. A rivalry game right there. That'll be a good one as well. And then on Sunday, we'll close things out with the IUPUI Jaguars welcoming in Northern Kentucky, and the Flames will welcome in the Wright State Raiders. All right, so that wraps it up for us. A lot of big games heading into this weekend. I appreciate Jonathan Hood for taking time and joining us here on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. While you wait for the next podcast to drop, stay up to date with the Horizon League. Visit horizonleague.com and follow at Horizon League on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat for news and exclusive behind-the-scenes access. All right, that does wrap it up for us. Tell your friends and family about us. Subscribe and download. Leave a nice five-star review. And that does it. Until next week, this has been Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League.